0: Welcome back to Two Black Runners presented by the Runner Report. We got a little different type of podcast today because honestly, uh, if you saw our podcast, which I think was about a month ago now, about four weeks ago, we had a podcast titled, rest in peace, Samad Aubrey, where we dedicate that whole podcast. is talking about that, that gruesome incident, that lynching, his father described it. And many people across the country described it and. This week, honestly, for me and my brother Aaron, the one thing on our mind that we can't really stop thinking about is the death of George Floyd, and just the culmination of all the deaths over the past year of unarmed Black men and women and and entire individuals in the Black community just being mistreated all the way back for 400 years, and we really just can't stop thinking about that. So we were going to have another podcast, we are going to have another interview, but we have to just do this again, like honestly. And it's really sad because I remember in that in that in that podcast in my mom, Aubrey, I was like, Hopefully we're gonna have to do this again soon, but a month ago, just one month, and then we're back here again, like square one, and just first off, Aaron, like how how are you doing, bro? How is all this affecting you? It's been one one week. Last yeah. Monday is when uh George Floyd uh tragically tragically died. i lost seen it
1: uh i'm shaking right now bro but before we get started before we get started um my voice is a little bit gone but i do have to say this no matter what every week because we are blessed to be up and awake another day so it's Two black tuesday yes,
0: but um yes sir yes sir it's
1: Two black tuesday thank y'all for tuning in but um I'm honestly shaking, bro. Like, I can't really lie. Like, I'm emotionally, like, drained and exhausted. I went to yeah. a protest in, in my city yesterday, and it was just a lot of emotion. And I'm, like, honestly, like, shaking right now. It was hard for me to really even get any sleep today. I called out of work early Today, cause I was just like struggling. I can't really think about anything else. Yeah. And yeah, it's ridiculous, man. That that we're on this podcast talking about this again, but we're we're here. We're two black runners, and we're we're for the culture, bro. Like we're yeah. produced for the culture and by produced by the culture and for the culture. That's what we're for. And if you ain't with it, you ain't with it. But that's what we're here for. So we got something to say today.
0: Yeah, really, same here, bro. like, really just emotionally drained. Like, I've had some assignments due this past week. I'm still in my last two weeks of school for the uh, semester. And, like, bruh, I was just, like, I just can't think about anything else. Like, that's all that I kind of can just think about. Like, I would look at CNN, and usually my our dad, like, always watches CNN. He's watching all the time, but I kind of just dismissed it. I'm all like, whatever. But, like, with these, like, all these protests going around around the country and then seeing the video everywhere I go from Twitter and everything like that. And honestly, right now everyone on Twitter is a preacher, bro. Everyone on Twitter has something like really insightful and like For real say because it's really just true emotion and raw and everybody's really passionate right now. So it's yeah. like on Twitter, but like it's just everywhere I go, like it's kind of just something that I think about. So like I had to go out there. I protested yesterday in my city. So I had to just, really just let everything out and i don't know if i'm gonna go out again but
1: yeah yeah and it's something like how do you not think about it you know i mean especially as us as as two black men like it's something that's consciously on your mind and i mean for me when i heard there was a protest in my city i mean this is for this ain't a game bro like this ain't for no instagram follows or likes like This is straight up for future generations, bro. Like Mm -hmm. I straight up told everybody, I was like, yo, like I ain't trying to be out here when I'm 50. I talked to pops and he's like, I'm 50 and I'm out here. That upsets me, bro. That upsets me that my parents were out there. They're 50. That makes me mad because I don't want to be out here when I'm 50, you know? So yeah, yeah, I had to do my thing. You have to let my voice be heard. My voice is kind of gone right now, but If you're really not, you you don't you don't understand. Like I feel like people just don't. You're not understanding, bro. This is future generations that we're marching for. We this is how you make a change.
0: Could you describe real quick, like just like your protest experience? Because if you guys follow Aaron on Instagram, well, you guys should. Like Aaron was he was leading the charge a little bit out there in Charlottesville, and like how was that just experience for you to be to be out there and slow? Because you guys know slow not there, there's a lot of black people out there too so there's to be a to be a protest there and he was marching in the streets it was really admirable for you bro
1: and like i'm not going out there i wasn't even going out there trying to be a leader or nothing like this is just like we going 100 like when i heard there was a protest especially when i heard it was an hour first of all i heard it was just an hour i was misinformed yeah. though they went on a rally but I was going to it thinking like it's an hour. This ain't a like this ain't a, we protesting, bro? <laughs> like he, the government don't want you to pro, you don't just protest for an hour. I was like that sounds like something for the city to like make them look good. So I'm going yeah. into this like I'm I'm hype, bro. Like if you look in my room, I got posters of MLK, Mel- Nelson Mandela, Malcolm X. I got the 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 red, black, and green flag. Like I'm about that life, bro. I know mm-hmm. my, my civil rights leaders, those are my, my heroes, bruh. And I, I know what a, a real protest looked like. They, they, like they weren't going into that soft. They weren't going into yeah. that soft. So like when I got there, I saw everyone standing around. I was like, it made me kind of upset. I was like, bro, we protesting. Like what? We all get hype. So immediately when we get there, I had a little bullhorn yelling my chance, screaming. Getting everyone high, you Black Lives Matter. Say his name, George Floyd. I can't breathe. And it it did. It, it moved some people, and it led into our march. And it was amazing. We had a very uh, di- diverse crowd there. There was there was no violence. We had times where people were able to speak. Like we had we had a, a lot of black voices speaking, but we also had a lot of like whites, Asians, Mexicans, everyone just sharing perspective mm-hmm. and. People learning from each other, just talking about their experiences. We had people talking about how they used to not even believe in systemic racism, how they did the research and like learned. And I think that's, I mean, that's like the root of of change. Is like just giving someone like a little bit of perspective. So, I mean, I mean, I think there's more protests going on in my town. But yeah, my girlfriend asked me if I was gonna go again, and honestly, I was like, I mean, I I I would love to. I want to keep fighting, but. Dude, it's emotionally, like, draining, bro. Like, I'm still kind of, when I think about it, like, I didn't think it was going to affect me this much.
0: Yeah, bro. And definitely, like, speaking on, like, the systemic racism, bro, and, like, people that didn't believe it it until George Floyd, I think that just shows, like, how wrong that was, bro. It shows you, this is really, I feel like, the shock to the system that America needs really like wake up bro like this is really happening this is this is no joke like people there's cops that really feel this way and there's people that really feel this way but first off like the protests that i went to like at first off for to be honest with y'all i I wasn't going to go out there and protest because like the day before like i was looking i was looking at video stuff and i saw like cops still being like sort of like manhandling protesters and protesters still getting prosecuted out there and i was like if i get in that situation like, I, I I may get arrested, bro. Like I may I may fight may go for your off. freedom. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I, I was like, I was really just trying to, like, stay safe for myself. And there's still protests going around, well, probably, like, 30 minutes away from me. But I was all like, I think I, I have to go out and do at least this one where I can get this out and where I don't look at CNN all the time. And But I don't know if I'm going to go out again. So I did my protest. I took a knee. With, we took a knee at, at the end eight, at 830 for a moment of silence and I left and then I, I was just I, it's still it's still something that I think about but like definitely I, I was able to get my emotions out and I definitely urge if like if you feel like you need to get your emotions out go out let there let your voice be that. heard yeah yeah bro like don't they're trying they really are trying to silence us like how are you about to have a curfew that starts at like 1 p.m bro I don't make sense to you. let like, your voice
1: be heard bro
0: I I don't, I don't know, man. I don't bro, know. one of the
1: craziest things that we did. So I, a lot of protesters are doing this. We laid down on the ground for eight minutes and forty six seconds. And mm-hmm. um, while I was laying, I had my hand up for the fist, the the Black Power, you know. And yeah, bro, I could barely hold my arm up that long, bro. I was laying there and I was like, "This is a long time." Yes, bro. Yes. This is a long. time time i was yeah. like i was playing there i was like are we done yet yeah. no and they were on this man's neck most of y'all stand up right now try to hold your arm up for eight minutes y'all be struggling bro
0: try and stand up for eight minutes bro your legs gonna start getting a little tired
1: right so th- that was definitely Dude, wait, like theory
0: let's speak on that real quick and just like just the initial reaction of watching the video Because so i'm gonna say once bro when i first watched the video And, like, how long it was. I think the video I watched was nine minutes long, bro. And when I was watching this, and this dude's knee on his neck, only thing that I could really think about, like, after, like, three minutes into the video was, like, how there's there's nothing going through this guy's mind to the matter of fact that, like, there are a whole bunch of people yelling at me, yelling at me, get off his neck, yelling at me, you're killing him. They got cameras. I'll point at him. I saw this dude preacher Lawson, he's like me, comedian. He talked on this. He was like, Usually when you got a camera on you, you on your best behavior. He didn't this even dude care. Had a, he had a camera on a multiple cameras. People black and white young and even telling to get out get off of him. And the matter That's ridiculous, fact, bro. Nothing went through his mind for the matter of fact to just being all like, Bruh, like if I don't get off this dude's neck, like I may ruin my life, but I may ruin my kids' life, my wife's life. The people, others in my life. Yeah, I might just make all
1: police. I might make all police just look terrible. I might make police look untrustworthy by doing this. He didn't think about that at all. He didn't even care. All
0: other killings, bro. All other killings that have happened. Like he has to know about that. But that did not cross his mind. The question is,
1: and the question is, that's the question. Why doesn't he care?
0: No sympathy. Why
1: doesn't he care?
0: I couldn't tell you, bro. I couldn't
1: tell you. Because black lives don't matter, bro. Not to him. Black lives don't matter to him. That's why. Not to him. He does know. But, bro, honestly, I'm I'm not even going to lie. Hitting on that one second. like, 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 bro, like, this is my usual routine when these things happen. I see the clip on the Wednesday. It happens. And, bro, I can't even watch it, bro. And then the next day I try and watch it. It's just like, honestly, bro, it's too much for me, bro. Like, I didn't watch the full video. Like, I can't, bro. Yeah. Like, I can't. I, I only could see yeah. like two minutes of it. And I'm just like, bro, you already know what it is. You already know what it yeah. is. Stupid.
0: Then, to talk a little bit more about like just the protest, and then we'll move on. Like, what are you like, what are your thoughts? And just like trying to clear people up and just really understand like the looting that's going on as well looting when they get
1: to looting you get to shooting as they say ah no that's what i'm saying bro like come on bro it's just i mean i think what's going on in the country right now is terrible yeah you know like what we're seeing like rioting in the streets like we don't want that in our country that's terrible during a pandemic we don't want people rioting So we got to ask, why are these people rioting? You know? Yeah. That's what we need to solve because, like, we saw this in Ferguson about five years ago. We see this almost every – it's, like, something we see almost every five years now. Mm -hmm. And it's been going on since the beginning of time. Everything has always followed with riots. Like, what is causing the riots? Like, we're not going to think about that. Are we just going to focus on the riots? We're not going to think about what is causing them. And I also was thinking about this, like, people people are telling, like, they're like, you know, like, the protesters just need to meet in the middle with the cops. It's like, you expect people to meet in the middle with someone that just killed somebody, bruh? Yeah. And you, you telling yeah. them they need to meet in the middle? I'm not saying the riots are going to solve things, but all I'm saying is people be thinking that these protests – people think back to m o k times and and stuff and they be thinking like oh these protests they were so cool like everyone just they were just walked around and sang, and they were all cool about it. it's like no it wasn't like that bro they were going against the law people hated them people hated them they killed them the only oh. the only protests y'all remember is when dogs were biting them so Cry y'all want yours. us to be okay y'all want us to be okay with getting beat and bitten by dogs that's what y'all want and then And then nothing even, the Civil Rights Act, the Civil Rights Act didn't even get instated until y'all killed Martin Luther King, who was doing, come on, until y'all killed Martin Luther King. And then there were riots for like 10 days. Yeah. Oh, but that's him okay. His life matter. Stop, bro. We can't let that happen to no black people. We can't let that happen to no one, period.
0: Yeah. Period. Yeah, yeah, bro, yeah. Uh, with you all the way, but to pertain on like the looting and people that are out there saying that Black Lives Matter supports looting, Black Lives Matter, like supports violence. I gotta tell you, bro, like, no, that's not the message at all. And I feel like that's been, that's been said, I feel like for the past like four years. I feel like every single time Black Lives Matter comes up, people want to point to like the violent protests. They want to, they want to easily derail the conversation and just talk about something the looting specifically. And when most of the time, definitely in this situation, the looting is not the people out there for Black Lives Matter, bro. Those dudes are out there for violent acts. They're out there to commit crime. Like that's not what the movement's all about, bro. bro. So stop stop deterring from that situation. Cause I feel like when people are really deter from that situation, they don't want to talk about the, the real issue because they're uncomfortable with that. It's easy to just talk about the bad apples in the bunch, but let's get to the root of the issue where you're uncomfortable, where that workout gets hard, what, that workout that you don't like, <laughs> let's do that workout, bro.
1: Hey, what's going you know what on? I mean? Y'all
0: don't want to, y'all don't want to do that workout. Let's go do it. That's, that's going to make us. That's going to make us better.
1: Because I, I, I mean, yeah, we could talk about the protests all day, but I could talk about that other thing with you too. But you don't want that, and you got to realize this. Like, like you said, with Black Lives Matter, they always trying to say that. Like, bro, with the Black Panthers, they try to say that with every, with every. Black, um, every black like group that's come to get together for some peaceful protest, they've they, they've said that. And J Edgar Hoover, who was the first FBI agent, his biggest fear was a black messiah. You can look that up. Mm-hmm. So it's been like this from the be from the beginning of time. Like whenever, and you can even look at other governments though. Whenever there's an, a government that is oppressing people, if people try to come up and come together. They're gonna find a way to dismantle them and discredit them. Like yeah. that is just common sense, bro. So it's like if this, because we all can agree, he should not kill that man. And we see the people getting protected all the time from that stuff. Why are you? Why are y'all thinking like? I don't get why people are surprised or like when you see all this stuff in the media. It's like, bro, they've been doing this. They've been always trying to portray us as this and make us look bad. That's why they're killing us. This is what they do. Mm-hmm. Like. Some people don't get it yeah. though, and I mean, I'm just trying to share perspective and thought, and I'm open. I'm always open to speaking on it if you if you come to me.
0: And then let's let's dive a little bit more into like having people understand. And I think one thing is that what we saw this past weekend was one thing that we wanted to really see when Ahmaud Aubrey came out. If you listen to that podcast, Aaron came up and he said to me, he was like. Who's the first person that you've seen about Amon Aubrey? Who's the first person you spoke about? It? First person I saw was LeBron James. And it's it's really uh, disheartening at first to really think about that because there wasn't at the first like three days of Amon Aubrey really blowing up, there weren't a lot of track and field yeah. athletes really coming out and speaking on that term. But over this past weekend, we've seen a lot speak up and really talk about their experience of being black as a track and field athlete in America, from ranging to Raven Rogers, to Daryl Hill, Jasmine Todd, Sonia Richards-Ross. And it's really just been incredible. Like, especially Jasmine Todd, she talked about being a Black track and field athlete in America and just how the fact, how people are telling her to shut up, to being, you're an entertainer. You're not supposed to talk about the injustices. And then going out there and representing a country that has had systemic racism for 400 years and just how, that, how hard that can be and so think what about think this I bro that?
1: i just thought about this right now what's crazy about track and field in the united states i mean if you guys think about this every every major sport um besides like football like they have like a they have like a usa team like there's basketball yeah. usa basketball you know there is like usa like soccer and, and tennis and there's those there's those operating organizations but outside mm-hmm. of usa basketball there's the nba and that's how they market all their athletes. That's how they get big. Now, track and field, we don't have that outside source that causes some problems. But I'm thinking about that. Maybe that's why people are slower to come to it because you're not working for the NBA or nothing. Like a lot of your stuff is just associated with USATF. Yes. And these athletes, a lot of them came out and they said, you know, they feel kind of weird. Like Noah Lowes even talked about it as well, saying, like, he's kind They're of scared, scared of stuff, to lose bro. stuff. They're scared to lose stuff, bro. And that's, that's wrong, bro. That's, that's yeah. wrong. And because, because USA track and field, we have been one of the first people to stand up for injustice at the Olympics. Um, John Carlos, if y'all ever seen the, on the podium after the 200 head down black power fist up in like the sixties, bro. In the Olympics, mm. bro. That's one of the most powerful civil rights images ever almost every black person has had that hung up in their room in college especially if you're a track athlete for sure one of the most yeah. powerful images ever so to hear that track athletes are afraid or intimidated um about what's going to happen to them when they speak up when we got other athletes like lebron just just going out there and just doing whatever like that's ridiculous bro and i think i think it's ridiculous bro
0: yeah, it was really reassuring definitely this time around to see all of these track athletes come up and speak up. And I definitely encourage, like, thank you. Thank you to all of you guys for using your platform because it really just shows, like, how big this really is and how the, the way that people have not stopped talking about this for the past week just shows, like, how shocking of a system this is to our country and how serious this issue is. And that there needs to be change, right?
1: And what I'm trying to say too, by by what i just going back to referring back to what I'm saying, is like what I'm trying to say is like it's ridiculous because since we have that history of standing up Willis for right, and everyone looks back at that moment now as such an eco- iconic thing. When when things like injustice like this happen, like we should be empowering our athletes. Flow Track should be empowering our athletes, like pushing them up runner space should be empowering them Milesplit, split empower them push them up put them on we should be empowering them you know and yeah. i don't know i didn't really see that as very swiftly from our from our, our running media outlets but i mean i think we should be seeing that a lot more
0: yeah the one thing that we, we posted on our instagram um uh, what was that on, on saturday on um, just like raven rogers jasmine todd and daryl hill on just talking about when they talked about their experience, their black perspective, Daryl Hill talked about being a 300 plus man who's a shot putter and just knowing how intimidating that can be and how scared other people can be of him when he goes out and walks. Raven Rogers talked about an incident when the police had a mistake. It was almost a mistake like Breonna Taylor where they had a gun at Raven Rogers' head. This is the silver medalist at the World Championships in 800. And Jasmine Todd, like we already spoke before on just like her experience, it's, it, it, it's just, it is disappointing at some point to just see like not other running media, like sports media, running media outlets, to not like speak on this like right away. Because like you have like over time, you have like ESPN, you got a Bleacher Report. They at least make like little posts on this, and I know they they will eventually. But it, it really to see like how many mentions that post got that we posted of like those three athletes. I think mean, it was, like, our most mentions, like, ever for one post. And I'm just, like, yeah. that means more than seeing a post about Caitlyn two weeks go off. Because that lets me know that, like, there's more people in this world, there's more people on Instagram that's really seeing the good and, like, the intelligence of, like, this issue and seeing the root of where this really is by looking at that post. bro.
1: Yeah. And I do also think that uh, social media plays a big part onto what's going on right now, because I feel yeah, like, I like so. my, my generation, for sure, your generation as well, a little bit younger, but we grew up with like social media as it got bigger and bigger and bigger. And like, yeah. not that these events weren't happening before, but uh, they're having before, but not getting caught on camera. And as social media is growing, you know, it's going to amplify these events too. Like when people Like the Black Lives Matter movement was like kind of found through uh, back in Ferguson through those tweets and like getting rallying people together. That's kind of how it was found. So maybe we're just like we're starting like Black Lives Matter and the movement in general. We're starting to figure out like how to really like bring people together. And especially like I mean, like my at the protest I went to, like a lot of people from a lot of different races that want to help. So I think more voices are just being heard.
0: And I think especially, let's talk about this real quick. It's just like, how can there be like a change? How can we get this change to happen? And I think that really change is going to happen. Like, yes, go out and do more stuff. Like go out and protest, go out, donate, go out and like, uh, and sign petitions for to get these other men, or, or men arrested. But I really think that sh- social media is going to be one of the key factors to like getting to this next level. So like post something. You can at least post something on your story, and just to mm. let people let people know that like you're not not that you're just down with it, but let people know that you understand. Because honestly, yeah. I can't, I can, I don't really know if everyone understands. So let no. me let me hear you understand, and it's reassuring, it's reaffirming that you do know understand. And this is one thing that I just learned after in this journalism class, like in ethics. And there's one thing we talked about is confirmation bias, and there's things the social media has created this confirmation bias and this filter bubbles on our networks So, like everything that we dislike, like our location is everything. That's the things that we see. That's the things that we see all different times. So if I'm a runner, I'm going to constantly see things about diet and stuff like that. If I'm somebody that loves to eat food and like, like junk food, I'm not going to see things about great diet. I'm going to see things about McDonald's, Wendy's and stuff like that. But if we're all if we're all posting out stuff about anti-racism, if we're all posting stuff about, rest in peace, George Floyd, like, is that such a bad confirmation bias for us all to believe that? So go ahead, like, post that. Let's start a conversation and let's get uncomfortable. You know what I mean?
1: For real, though. For real, though. That's definitely like, social media...
0: Like, bro, like, go ahead. Like, people are, I see people out there, like, posting is not enough. But, like, if you, if you feel like you can't go out there and protest, at least post, bro. And it doesn't matter if you say the wrong thing, because, like, at least you got to try. You got to try. And we'll correct you. We'll get on. Hey, this. and
1: I'll tell you it's this. Wrong. I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. Trump posting. That's true. Trump stay posting.
0: That nah, man, I'm not going to, he definitely ain't right all the time. He definitely is not right he, all the
1: time. He stay posting. So, I mean, so what are we doing? We just going to watch? We going to do something? But, and
0: I think another way, and Aaron can definitely speak on this, bro, like another way that if you want to educate yourself, if you want to start, if you're a non-black person and you want to feel the black experience, like, go ahead. Go on, like, a Netflix thing. Go on a Hulu yeah, binge, on Go ahead and true. watch some stuff. One thing I think y'all, everyone should watch is when they see us. That's probably... One of the hardest modern day TV shows that you can watch right now. In the first 15 minutes, you're going to want to click off of it. But that's things that are going through my mind right now. And I can tell you that for sure.
1: Yeah, bro. Another good one is The 13th, um, LA 92. Those are both good ones. The, the 13th it talks about um, the 13th Amendment and just kind of how policing and the prison system started in America. And LA 92 uh, touches on the Rodney King riots in 92 and also the, the riots uh, in Watts in, uh I believe like fifties. Uh, but another thing I think people can do um, cause definitely donating, posting is good and all that. Um, but I, I, I always think it comes down to like perspective. So I know a lot of y'all got at least one black friend. You got that one black friend and you don't know what to say to him. You know, you don't know what to say to him. Why don't you just like, have a conversation. And get just be like, "Yo, man, like, how are you doing with all this?" Like, yeah, I'm trying to, I'm trying to learn more and just and just be real, cause I'm, I'm sure they're gonna tell you how they feel. But I always felt that the best thing that I can do as a black person to help someone that's not not black understand is kind of like just live my life, because they may have never, they may only have like one experience with a black person or or zero, or or they just learn everything from TV and then they get these false and you get these assumptions, which is easy to do in the world we live in because it's yeah, you know, well, you know definitely. how they you know how they do us. You know how they yeah. do us. So I just feel like that's good. But you gotta educate yourself, whether that's through like docs, uh books, and not just educate yourself, you have to unlearn. That's the that's yeah. the hardest part. You have to unlearn because like I was telling Joshua this the other day, like like the black experience is so different because um, think about it like this: Some people grow up and they're taught, you know, the 1920s was like the roaring 20s. It was so nice; everyone was out dancing, having Very fun. Happy. And you probably learned that what, like fourth grade, bro. I'm gonna yeah. tell you this from a black person's perspective: By the fourth grade, I already knew my parent, my family, my ancestors were slaves. I already knew that that there was Jim Crow laws. I already knew who Malcolm X was. So for me. When I went to school and they were like, yeah, in the 1920s, like this was happening, this was happening. I just thought about, okay, so like in this scenario, I probably would have not been able to go there. I I could have been lynched, you know? So like our perspective is so different from y'all because they, they, y'all, if you just, if you don't educate yourself or look into anything else besides like the history book and you know, the nice like padded, like MLK version, y'all happy. I mean, that's all you're gonna think and you're gonna be like, what? like why are people so angry but if you really like educate yourself and see like bro like this stuff crazy bro it's crazy like like and i don't want to ramble too much but what i'm touching on too is we see that as a kid we already know that by the fourth grade we know about slavery and jim crow laws and all that but we're just taught you know like hey you know this bad stuff happened by by these people but you know love one another and everything and that's what you do you're like cool like love everyone and 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 stuff but i feel like there's a lot of families out there that don't even have that conversations it, it's left in the school it's left mm-hmm. in the school like we take we take it home and we learn we learn more from our from our family but i feel like for a lot of non black people they're not even addressing are, they're not addressed and that's the biggest issue so like that's for taboo. our generation that is, that's weird to me. That's that's not addressed. So, I mean, that's one of the biggest things our generation could do coming up is, like, you got to educate yourself, unlearn, teach the next generation. Don't leave it to just the school book saying, hey, slavery happened from this time to this time, and then it was all good. Like, no, bro, You got to, like, really, like, educate them and let them know why it is how it is. Like,
0: don't so, just
1: come that's on, man. why.
0: Go out there. Continue posting about this. Continue. Go out. Watch Just Mercy, a new movie that just came out. Go back and watch The Great Debaters. Go watch Glory Road. Go Sheesh, watch. Come on. Go watch stuff like that, bro. Go. Hey, these all fire movies
1: right here. These all That's fire movies.
0: Watch these Wendy all fire TV. movies. Like, go ahead. Like, watch that type of stuff. Watch that stuff that makes you feel uncomfortable. Watch the Hell.
1: Medea's family like, reunion.
0: Bro, for real, watch that. <laughs> <For> real, <laughs> you bro. Learn. you'll learn little Walter, uh, about, two more things about that like, definitely, you, you want to <laughs> feel the black experience bro because like if we, we just you got to keep on just keep the conversation going and I really think that we can be the generation that can change that because yes like protesting is going to keep on happening protesting is going to happen but it's going to be in, in a week from now like protesting may be done like it may be done like we eventually we'll have to go back to work and stuff like that and hopefully eventually protesting people able to live back their normal lives a little bit. But hopefully we don't forget this moment. And that's what not—that's what can't happen. We have to make this moment almost a monument, bro. Like to remember back on and just be all like, we have to keep on talking about this to like the next people coming up. And when somebody's out acting outright, we have to take them back to this monument to be all like, Bro, you see what we built right here in this moment? Exactly. We don't want that to happen again. So change. Change how you talk talking. Change how you feel. Change how you interact, bro. Because, like, we don't want to go back to that monument. Leave that in the no. past. Leave that there. And let's, let's, just, people, let's change no. it. Let's change it with conversation. Let's change it with talk. Because that's what's going to happen 50 years from now. It's going to be how we, how we change the next generation, bro.
1: Dude, honestly, you just hit everything right on the head, bro. Like, definitely, we do not... Like we said, bro, we don't want, we don't want to see, I don't want to see another riot, bro. I don't want to be, I'm, I don't want to be protesting oh, when I'm he, 50. I don't want to be um, protesting when I'm 50, bro. Like, I'm, I'm done with it, bro. I'm done, I'm done with it. I don't want to be doing it, bro. Like, when I talked to dad about it, too, he's just like, you know, he's just like, bro, I'm tired. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, bro, I'm 25 and I'm tired, bro. I'm
0: 20 and I'm tired.
1: How do you think? Pawpaw Phil, bro. We got Pawpaw, 80 years old. Grandfather, bro. 80 years old. He told me when he was 13, Emmett Till got killed. And that popped off the civil rights movement. That's you crazy, think they were right back then? Come on, bro. And we still going, Till, he's 80. Bro. He's 80 seeing this happen, bro. Come on, bro. Emmett
0: Till. That's like the fact that our grandpa. Lived through Emmett Till, and now George Floyd. Mind blowing. We
1: That's gotta stop. We gotta stop this, bro. That ain't gonna be us. We, that, I don't want that. I don't want that for us. But I don't want that for him. He'd be yeah. sad, bro, if I was eighty years old and I was still watching somebody get killed on camera.
0: Yeah I don't
1: want that. We ain't gonna let that happen. I
0: think on that note, I. I really got nothing else. You got anything else? I I don't I don't really I ain't got nothing else. All I gotta say is
1: uh, stay stay safe, y'all. If y'all gonna go protest, stay safe, wear a mask, be as peaceful as possible, protect each other, man. Um, and yeah, we always gonna be here. We are for the culture. You know, this is a running media outlet produced by the culture and for the culture. And if you not with it, you don't gotta be with it if you don't want to be with it. But you should be with it.
0: <laughs> yeah. All, only thing I gotta say before we go out, uh, make sure if, if you're really if you're really trying to, don't be silent, bro. Don't be silent. If if you're really trying to say that I, I'm not with that, I'm anti-racist, bro. Don't don't be silent because silence being complicit. And what's the point of being silent? You're not really changing anything. Also, I'm going to link some things down in the audio version and in the YouTube version where you can actually go and donate or you can sign a petition or we can get these other men arrested. The three other men that were involved in this arrested and then everything like that, just links on things that you guys can go ahead and just like educate yourself as well. Uh, I think it would be really great if you guys shared this podcast, if you guys share any other things that we support, any of the things that we created. I would love for you to share this one because this truly is just two black runners speaking on their perspective and their black perspective and how they responded to George Floyd's death and the 400 years of systemic racism. And thanks y'all for joining us on this. Another two black Tuesday, bro. Thank you for coming on Aaron. Appreciate it.